Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. Idiots and iPads I work for a rather well-known optician company based in Paris. Right now, we're deploying an iPad-based smart mirror. Basically, you take a picture of a prospective client with it, and a special app lets you show them how they'd look with different kinds of glasses. It also performs other functions. All in all, a neat tool, and according to the feedback, it's provided a significant increase in sales. But we, that is the IT team, perform the initial configuration. We set them up carefully to work properly, including enrollment, app setup, etc. It takes about an hour. Then we send them off through a transporter to the different shops that are part of the test sample. Except for that, some reason, they decide they want to change the password. Invariably, a few days later, they mess up the password and freeze the iPad. And, of course, instead of asking for help, they follow the procedure to reset the iPad, thus erasing the setup. So it needs to come back to our main office, where we will set it back up properly. It takes around three or four days, usually, with the back and forth through the transporter. It's happened something like five times in a month, with a sample size of 20. Let's just say I'm not optimistic regarding the full deployment of this toy. Oh, and the shop managed to lock theirs not once, but twice now. And of course, I'm the tech with the most experience and usual referent for this project. Edit. Because everyone asked about it, there is an MDM in place. But for whatever reason, it doesn't redeploy the configuration when users mess it up. I can understand the frustration, OP, but you guys as a company really should give the different shops very specific instructions. Don't reset the password. Or if you want to reset the password, let us know and we'll figure out how to get you through it. But, you know, you know there's an issue already. Somebody already knew there was an issue, unless you didn't go through testing with these. But, yeah, you can't trust people to not touch things. I know. I installed it. I've worked in IT for almost 25 years, and now I'm considered a global expert in my specialty. I'm one of the people who made sure that anything on the internet was permanent and had a hand in building a major cloud service. In the early 2000s, I was already considered an expert and was asked by my employer to present about a product at a bank who had just purchased it. I was part of a team with two other guys. Each of us was going to give a technical presentation to the IT department. The first guy had been talking for about five minutes when someone entered the room and things started going downhill. He was heckling us. Well, when I was at Insert Major Retailer, we had problems with that blah blah blah. The guy had the most annoying nasal snide voice, just dripping with, I'm going to blather on about how smart I am by putting you down. God, I wanted to punch him. But even worse, I had to do my presentation in front of him. Maybe he'd stop after the first guy was finished. Oh no, he didn't. The next guy got up talking about a different but related product and its technical features. And he laid into him. Well, insert major retailer, had so much trouble with ISCSI that we had to blah blah blah. Oh, wonderful. What I didn't notice was how the other people in the room were reacting to him. He was getting the side eye. 
ESA DMF looks, and blatant glares from all the IT guys there. In retrospect, why the manager there didn't shut him up is still a mystery. So when my turn came, I decided to just plow through things and endure him. I started talking about my product, and sure enough, he had to say something. Well, at insert major retailer, we had one of these and it gave us a lot of trouble with authenticating into Windows domain servers. This was before Active Directory came out. Not relevant to the story, but it gives the tech folks an idea of when. I stood there and listened to him, just nodding along. I can feel this one. No sweat. I know. I installed it. Dead silence. The OS was about 3.2 or 3.3, I think. I went on, not realizing what had happened. Now we're on version 6, and if I remember right, it was a Windows authentication issue and worked perfectly after a patch. Two seconds later it hit me. Oh crap, I just shut down the client. But I continued on with my presentation and he left shortly afterwards, before I finished. All the IT guys came up and apologized, telling me he'd just come over from insert major retailer and couldn't stop talking about how they did things and why it was better. One guy said he was an ass and they couldn't stand him. Outside the bank, everyone was laughing and congratulating me for shutting him down, saying he'd stepped in it and stepped in it good. We were almost at lunch when we met the sales guy, who had been on the phone and the first thing he asked was, Who's Joe? Not my name. Me, I replied, not certain how this was going to go, but he shook my hand. That was freaking brilliant! I was so mad at that jerk, and when you shut him down, I jumped up and started punching at the phone, yelling, Yes! 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 Take that, jerk! I've told that story over and over since. It never gets old, and never has happened again. I honestly don't want it to. I'm a professional that takes great pride in my work. And he was the total opposite of one. It speaks volumes of their hiring practices that let someone like that get through. Ah, the one-upsmanship guy. We've had plenty of those in the carpentry industry, tech industry, in the school districts where I worked. I've seen it all over. Oh yeah? Well, when it happened to me, and you know, they've always got a better story, more interesting, uh, more crap hit the fan, you name it. Or they were better at fixing things, or the company they came from was better. Yeah, well, if they were so much better, why are you here? Total blowhards. Your software approved our tax fraud, so we want a refund. This customer was a small local hotel. I had no idea why they were being investigated because they were small and not making a ton of money. We got a call from the IRS wanting us to assist them in gaining access to the software and printing out some reports. We bill them for a few hours of work and then get started. I provided them with the default user and password that comes with the demo. It's a long shot, but sometimes customers don't follow our instructions to delete it. The hotel never changed the credentials and the default demo user works. That was easy, so let's get to the reports. I direct them to a few reports to print out to obtain revenue info for the approximately three years the customer had used our software. After I spent some time explaining how to read the reports and how to print variations of them with different date ranges, sorting, etc., I was done. All this took less than an hour, and they told us to keep the balance of what they paid as a credit in case they need to call back, which they never did. Easy money. A couple months go by and one of the owners of this hotel calls and wants to discuss a refund for the software because it cost them tens of thousands of dollars. It turns out she was referring to the taxes and fines she had to pay because she'd been lying to the IRS 
for years about their income. We politely declined, but she insisted saying that she really needs the money now to pay her taxes, and it's sort of our fault that she's in this situation now. I feel her pain because the IRS can be a harsh mistress, but our software did its job for three years, and there won't be any refund coming. I'm still shocked that the IRS went after them, because it wasn't that much money for a hotel over at least the three years they used our software. It's kind of like the diagnostic software at a garage. Your diagnostics prove that I abused my vehicle, now you have to pay for the repair. Mm, I don't think so. Customer wastes huge amount of money for a one minute fix. I am stunned right now. In order to make sure this stays anonymous, I'm going to be as vague as possible while still getting the point across. I work for a company that manufactures things. We make big complicated things that require trained professionals to service, in addition to simpler things that any literate human with opposable thumbs or a reasonably good mechanical facsimile can handle. So I get a call from one of our very experienced technicians. They've been dispatched to change a setting on one of the simpler devices we make. Literally, that's it. This company paid nearly 2,000 US dollars. It costs extra for getting it done right away. This customer wanted this very unimportant setting changed immediately. For this service that was about as difficult to do as changing the channel on a TV when you've lost the remote and you gotta do it using the hidden buttons. But these buttons weren't even hidden. Service calls are billed at a minimum of 4 hours plus drive time. This setting takes 1 minute maximum to change. If you're doing it for the first time, maybe 10 seconds if you're experienced. And it turns out the tech didn't actually know how to do it. Now I know they hardly ever work on these units since they're so simple, but the units all had these handy little things called user manuals. Trying to make air quotes here. Online, for just any old person to use to look stuff up. So yeah, I'm just a bit shocked right now at the capricious waste of money being spent by a company whose sole purpose for existing is to manage money for their clients, while also being stunned by the fact that little old me needed to be called to figure out how to do it. Pay me for my time with your COVID money. I posted here once before, but for a little background, I am the manager of a small college's IT help desk, consisting of me and five student employees that report to me. I've told my student workers in the past that if they experience any alarming vitriol from their client, to transfer the call to me to handle. They don't get paid nearly enough to sit around and listen to ignorant people calling them names. So I'm a very protective mama bear when it comes to the way they are treated. That being said, I recently hired a new student worker, one who's pretty well versed in IT concepts, at least well enough to handle tier one tech support on a college campus. I was out of the office for a minute getting lunch, so he attempted to handle a rather heated client, a parent whose daughter was attending online class with the school. I returned and he described the call to me, so I just had to share here. We'll refer to the student worker as SW and this client as AP, or arrogant parent. SW. Thank you for calling college's IT department. This is SW. How can I help you? AP. Hi, yes, my daughter is attending an online class and can't see the board. Can you fix that? SW. I'm sorry, just to clarify, what kind of issue is she experiencing when trying to view the lecture? Is the feed cutting out? AP. No, nothing like that. There's a glare on the board. So she and the other students can't see what's being written on the board. SW. Well, it doesn't sound like that would be something we would handle, as it sounds like a lighting issue specific to the professor's setup. Has your daughter asked the professor to make changes to the setup to accommodate the students? AP. This is obviously an IT issue. That's why I called the IT help desk. 
You need to send someone over to the classroom to move the camera. SW. I understand, ma'am, and I can certainly look into this for you. Can I get the professor's name and the room number of the class? AP. Can't you just look it up? SW. I can't look up anything without knowing who the professor is. AP. I don't know. It's something that starts with an S. SW. Ma'am, I need to know the full last name of the professor. There are several individuals teaching at college whose name begins with S. So, if we were to look up the information you provided me, we would be here all day, and the issue wouldn't get resolved. AP. Long, exasperated huff, speaking away from the phone to the daughter. Can you give me the name of this professor? Because this guy obviously doesn't know how to look up a name. My student worker was reasonably getting irritated at this point. But he maintained his composure. Eventually, she gave him the name, which was a hilariously complex name that he would have never guessed in a million years. She was, however, unable to provide a room number. SW. Alright, so what I can do here is send an email to the professor on your daughter's behalf, letting him know that this current streaming setup is causing students issues in being able to view the board. I can let him know that if he's having any issues with the setup that we can send a technician out to his classroom to assist, as he would be able to provide us with the room number. AP. That isn't good enough. You need to send someone out there right now. I'm sure that it's those ridiculous smart boards that are causing the problem, making it difficult to actually read anything going on. Here, I've got a suggestion for you. Why don't you take that COVID money you've been leached from the government and use it to buy blackboards? Those are reliable. <laughs> SW. I'll make sure someone is aware of your feedback. Unfortunately, as you do not know the building or room number, I'm unable to dispatch a technician to the location. I can certainly send that email out, though, to see if there's anything that can be done. In the meantime, I recommend that your daughter reach out to the professor as well, as this may allow for a more immediate resolution. Is there anything else I can help you with today, ma'am? AP. Yeah, listen, your school ought to be paying me some of that COVID money, since I'm putting in the work that you aren't. At least that way I know it's going to good use. SW. I understand. Will that be all for you today, ma'am? AP. Click. Part of me hopes that this individual was just joking around, but as I didn't feel the call, I only have my new hire's word to go on. This is largely paraphrased based on what he told me, but he later went on to describe that her tone was very aggressive and hostile from the beginning of the call. We still don't know why she called the IT instead of having her daughter send a message in the Teams chat to her professor in the first place. Ugh, people are amazing. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.